Welcome to episode 19 of Early Stoppage. I'm your host, Derek Moody, and on today's show, I had the pleasure of interviewing Dominant FC's undefeated strawweight title contender, Miranda Danger Granger. We spoke about her gaining her black belt in Taekwondo at 12 years old, the many amateur titles she was able to capture within MMA and kickboxing, as well as the upcoming title fight for the vacant Dominant FC strawweight division. I enjoyed getting to dissect why she is so successful and look forward to her future success. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Joining me today is undefeated strawweight and dominant FC title contender, Miranda Danger Granger. Welcome to Early Stoppage. Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. All right. I like to start the show off by getting to know the person behind the fighter. So we'll kick this off with some random questions and then work our way back to MMA. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Do you have a favorite movie? Favorite movie? Um, probably, oh, that's, a, that's a hard question. Probably like something older. I'm not, I'm honestly, I don't have a favorite movie. There's so many good movies. I'm trying to run through all of the different categories, but I don't think I have a specific favorite movie. Maybe Law Abiding Citizen. What's the last movie you watched? Last movie I watched was probably a Lifetime movie with my sister, (laughs) to be completely honest. (laughs) Okay. Uh, What are you currently obsessed with? Currently obsessed with my dogs. Okay. And what is your dog's name? Uh, I have a French bulldog named Kala, and then I have a Rottweiler named uh, Riker, and she's actually named after Lucia Riker, the boxer. That's a savage name to give a dog. I like it. What's your favorite cheat meal? Favorite cheat meal? Um, Right after fights, I like to make these Krispy Kreme breakfast sandwiches. (laughs) So I'll take like Krispy Kreme and egg, bacon, cheese, put another donut on top. It's pretty amazing (laughs) name two things you can't live without two things i can't live without would be my husband because he pretty much picks up the slack around the house when i can't and candy (laughs) (laughs) okay uh name something that's overrated um i would say hiking i hate hiking (laughs) everyone (laughs) says they like hiking but no one really likes hiking uh, what's your favorite sport aside from mixed martial arts? Uh, probably softball. I played softball all through college. So Now, if you weren't a mixed martial artist, what would you be? I think I would probably own my own restaurant. I really like cooking. Are you a pretty good chef? I like to think so, <laughs> but who knows? <laughs> Does your husband think so? Yes, he thinks so. Okay. Or he hasn't said anything yet. So it's been, we've been together for a long time. So if, he, if he's lying, then he's doing a pretty good job. <laughs> All right. Now, did you grow up around martial arts? Yeah. So I actually started uh, when I was around four years old. And I've, I've been martial arts, around martial arts since I was born. Okay. Well, what um, discipline did you study first? Uh, I actually did Taekwondo. And I got my black belt when I was 12. And then shortly after, started doing some kickboxing and grappling type stuff. Now, you became a black belt at the age of 12. Now, has anybody at C3 surpassed you at getting a black belt at a younger age? Um, well, C3 doesn't really necessarily do Taekwondo classes anymore. It's more just like fight-based classes and stuff now. Um, but when I took the test at the time, I know I was one of the youngest uh, at 
at the gym to receive that at the time. Now, do you remember the first mixed martial arts fight you ever saw? Yeah, I actually do. I was probably about 10 years old, and my dad and I went. And it's actually why I know I I knew I wanted to be a fighter after that because I saw a couple girls do a kickboxing fight, and you know, at that young age, I was like, I could do that. So ever since then, I I've really wanted to step into the cage and do something with it. So yeah, very young age, I started going to fights. Okay. Did you have a favorite fighter growing up or one that um, inspired you the most? Um, well, one of my coaches, actually, Sally Krumdiak, uh, She I watched her fight my whole life. And uh, she was actually ranked, I believe, number five in the entire world at one point. Um, so I, I loved watching her. And then I also followed very closely to Holly Holm when she was boxing. So um, I've been following Holly pretty much her whole career. So I would say those are my two favorite or two most inspiring fighters that, you know, helped pave the way for me. Now, speaking of Holly Holm, now she was very successful in boxing. She's also been successful in MMA. Um, but it seems like she's gained more recognition during her MMA days when she was an amazing boxer. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Uh, I think that women's MMA has kind of come to this high right now. And I think Holly entered it at the right time. And she beat, you know, in my opinion, the most popular female fighter of all time, Ronda Rousey. And uh, I think that gave her some huge credibility. I had no doubt. I bet every, every single one of my friends, I bet money on that fight because I was like, I know she's going to do it. So um, I didn't have any doubt, but I think that that fight kind of pushed her over the top. And um, people were just more interested in MMA at that time than they, than they had been at boxing when she, was, when she was at her peak. Yeah, I agree. Now, how did you get into MMA? Uh, so when I was younger, I've actually been with my coach, uh, Charles Pearson, my entire life. So my dad and my aunt and uncle and stuff, they all, they all did Taekwondo with Charlie. And I started coming. I've known Charlie since the day I was born. So I started training when I was about four and uh, just kind of took off from there. I just instantly fell in love with it. Okay. Now, what impact has Charlie had on your career? Uh, Charlie's huge. I I mean, I don't do anything without Charlie right by my side. He's the best sidekick I could ever ask for. And he also, you know, kicks my butt every single day. So I think he's pushed me beyond limits that I ever thought were possible. And uh, without him, I definitely wouldn't be where I'm at. And, you know, sometimes when I want to do something, I, you know, I know that his knowledge and his mindset would will carry me through better than my own. So um, I always always looking to him for guidance. He's kind of like my gym dad. <laughs> <laughs> now, you've been with uh, Charlie your whole life, your whole career. You became older and you started making decisions for yourself. What were the deciding factors that make you stay with Charlie versus trying some of the other gyms? Well, I don't trust my own decisions, so Charlie still makes my decisions for me. <laughs> so uh, I just, uh, I, I feel like with Charlie, he would never, he would never do anything that wasn't for my best interest and having such like a deep bond with someone who I, I truly feel like he's like my second dad. So, um, you know, he's always going to have my back and I feel like, you know, some of the bigger gyms, there's nothing against them or anything, but I just feel like they have so many fighters filtering in and out. And Charlie really cares about, you know, me and his guys that he trains and he, he will put 110% effort into anyone, you know, that's getting into the cage. And I think that you don't find that a lot. And so that, that loyalty and that uh, just bond that I have with him would, will never be broken. So, 
Okay. Now, I know your husband was a fighter. Did you meet him at the gym as well? No, I actually, I've known my husband since seventh grade. So we've met a long, long time ago. We actually met on a prank phone call, which is so random. But um, <laughs> I, I pretty much forced him to fight. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of mean. He's more of a golfer. So we call him the lover. I'm the fighter. So you say he's more of a golfer, but you forced him to fight? Yeah. <laughs> I just like I was like uh I told Charlie we kind of set up the whole fight behind his back and then we went out to dinner one night and Kane's like what is going on and I'm like so uh how does 170 pounds sound to you and he's like what and then we just had this whole fight set up for him so um he's actually done two kickboxing fights he won one and lost one um, both, both set up behind his back. I don't think he'll, I don't think he'll fight again. He's like, I am officially retired. You cannot do this to me anymore. So, um, you might just want to stay in the house. You guys keep setting him up. I know. I know. I know. He's, he's really good though. He's, he's really, really good. But, uh, we always say that he's the lover. I'm the fighter. So he's more, he, he does that, that side of the relationship better. <laughs> Now, who else is C3 has played a major role in your development aside from Charlie? So my other coaches, um, like I said, Sally Krumdiak, she is like my strength and conditioning trainer. She's also helped me. Uh, I used to fight at 130 and 125, and I wanted to make the cut to 115. So she really, really helped me with my nutrition, getting um, a healthy weight cut in for that. And then um, Jake Fernie, he's another one of our, he's another one of our coaches. He's amazing. Uh, two of my pro teammates, Tyson Lynn and Joey Elsie, they have been huge influences to me, and they're two of my best friends. So, um, just you know, we have a we have a really good core group with our team that is is super close, just like family. All right. Now, earlier this year, Combat Game sixty, you were originally scheduled to fight Miko Desini, but your opponent was switched to Ivana Coleman. You said Miko decided yeah. to run away. Did you think she was ducking you? <laughs> Uh, I believe so. I still believe that because she said that her passport or something was expired. And then I saw that she was like in the States around the same time. So I'm like, Oh, I thought your passport was expired. So I just don't necessarily buy. I don't necessarily buy that. I think that she was kind of looking for an easy fight or an easy opponent. And once she did some research, she came up with that excuse. Ah, okay. That's good to know the story yeah. behind this. <laughs> yeah. Now, when did you find out that your opponent changed? Um, I found out, I think, like a month before the fight. So, yeah, but, I mean, it didn't really matter to me. I just wanted to fight. I just wanted someone who was going to challenge me. And, you know, Ivana Coleman is a, was a professional boxer as well. So we thought that it was going to be a good um, stand-up stand -up fight. It ended up not necessarily going that way. But uh, a fight is a fight. I just like being in there. Okay. Now, did anything change with your strategy? You know, having a month, a month left when the opponents change? Not necessarily. I try to approach every fight just with my, with my fight style. Obviously, I do a little bit of studying on my opponents, and um, they were two completely different fighters, but I was going to go in there with the same mindset. So, um, you know, we expected a little bit more boxing, but obviously that's not what happened. It's not where the fight went. So I feel like I can play off my strengths better than I can try to react to their strengths. Now, how do you think the fight would have went with Miko Designy? I think it would have been a little bit more of a brawl. Uh, she, she's a little bit more flat-footed, throws heavy hands. So I was ready to, you know, 
start moving around and have a little have a little bit of a stand-up scrap but uh you know I don't know I'll never know <laughs> now on September 15th at Dominant FC you face Amy Montenegro for the strawweight title have you studied any fight tape on her um you know I've seen Amy she's fought in Invicta she's fought on Ultimate Fighter so I've seen Amy fight she actually used to train at our gym so um I I know a lot about her but uh like I said she wasn't there when I was um I took a little bit of a break to play college sports and high school sports and um she was there over that time so I never actually trained with her but um but she was there for a while so I mean I know a lot about her she knows a lot about me we're from the exact same area so I've been to her fights she's been to my fights I don't think either of us are going to come out and surprise each other with something crazy but what weaknesses do you see in her game if any I think that I I have that I have more heart I just think I have more heart and that's not just about Amy I think that's about majority of fighters I think that I, that my will to just want to fight and to win is is greater how do you see this fight going I don't like to predict I don't like to predict exactly how it's gonna how it's gonna go but I definitely think that I have the tools and the uh, possibility to to definitely come out on top now how many fights do you have on your dominant FC contract it's just a single fight contract oh so you have to win the belt then it's a one and done no one and done is your management um, already in negotiations with any other, um, you know, any other organizations? Or are you just waiting to get through this fight and then go from there? Yeah, so Charlie's actually my manager as well. Um, he might have been talking to other people. I, I really don't know. I don't like to know until this fight's over. I just like to take one fight at a time. This will be your third fight this year. Now, win or lose, are you looking to get back into, into the cage with a quick turnaround before year's end? Yeah, I would love that. I, I mean, I just like I've told Charlie before, if I could fight, if I could just fight every weekend, I would be more happy than training, you know, 90% of the time and fighting 10% of the time. So I, my life, I love being in that cage. I feel it's like it's like, it's like a second home. So if I could, that's exactly what I'd love to do. Also on that September 15th card, one of your teammates, Joey Elzey, has a bantamweight fight. Have you helped out with each other's training camps? Yeah, like I said, Joey is one of the my main training partners and you know it's really nice to have him he definitely doesn't take it easy on me so and and I try not to take it easy on him either so um I think we we both are there for each other and he's a great teammate you were undefeated as an amateur and won a flyweight title in your third fight and another in your fourth fight now you're undefeated as a pro and you have a chance to win a strawweight title in your fourth fight how does it feel being so successful so early in your career um you know, I don't take anything for granted. I'm I'm very thankful for for where I'm at, and I but I think I I work hard, and like I said, I, I mean, I mean, I'm in the gym for endless hours, and my will to just to want to win is is so great that, you know, um, it just helps drive that competition. So, um, you know, I thank God every day for where I'm at and the success that I've had. I just feel like I've kind of found my purpose in life, and uh, I'm just rolling with it. Now, how many amateur titles did you win? Amateur titles? Well, I won uh, three, no, two MMA amateur titles and three, how many did I win? <laughs> I think I won five total. I won a world championship kickboxing title um, against a girl from uh, Britain, I believe, or the UK or something, something like that. Uh, and then I won another kickboxing title, two maybe three MMA I honestly don't even remember oh, three MMA titles three MMA titles 
yeah, so three MMA titles and two kickboxing titles. Okay, now how often do you compete in, you know, martial arts tournaments outside of MMA, like grappling and kickboxing? I've done one grappling tournament. I'm not, I'm not as interested in that. Um, for amateur, I really liked playing with the kickboxing a little bit just to like mix it up a little bit. I went from like MMA, kickboxing, MMA, kickboxing. I think I had 10 total fights as an amateur, but um, just, I like, I like to mix it up a little bit, but I'm not, I'm not huge into doing something that uh, for me, that isn't just fighting. So far, what would you say is your biggest accomplishment? My biggest accomplishment? <sighs> well, I think that I've just been able to stay undefeated for a pretty long time, you know, knock on wood. But um, yeah, I, I would say that that is my biggest accomplishment. I, I've gone almost four years now. Now, who would your dream fight be against? My dream fight? This is my dream fight. I've been wanting to fight Amy for a very long time. All right. One last thing. How do you compare yourself to the other strawweight champions around the world? Uh, I still see myself as having a lot to work on. Obviously, I'm I'm harder on myself than I think other people are. I watch all my tapes and I see something wrong immediately every single time. So I think I have a lot to work on before, um, you know, before that possibility could ever arise. But I, I do think that at some point in my career, I could definitely compete. Um, you know, I, I'll take on anyone. I, I really don't care win or lose. I just want to go in there and I want to compete and I want to see what I'm made of. So um, I won't know until I, until I get to that next level where exactly I'm at. But I definitely think that with my camp and with my coaches, I definitely have the tools uh, to get myself there and to, to be a competitor in that league. All right. Now, how can your fans stay up to date with you on social media? So I post all my stuff on my Facebook page, Miranda Danger Granger, and that's my fan page. And then on Instagram, just at Miranda Granger, uh, most of my stuff is, is on Instagram and I have an open profile. I don't really tweet that much. I think my Twitter name's like at Miranda Granger underscore or something along those lines, but um not I'm not usually on Twitter so Instagram or Facebook would be the best way okay now I appreciate you being on early stoppage today and I wish you and your team the best on September 15th hopefully you take home that title all right thank you very much okay and that'll wrap up today's episode with Miranda Danger Granger till next time peace